Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbert. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the endless mountains. Well, maybe a bit of controversy here uh, in this particular topic that we're going to talk about, but today we wanted to focus on feral cats. I'm sure people have opinions on feral cats. Uh, a lot of people love their pet cats. And we don't want to go anywhere near that particular topic. We just want to talk about cats that have been released or cats that have reproduced in the wild and unfortunately, you know, kept on reproducing. And there's definitely problems with it. So we just want to address it today, get it out there, help you think about the situation and the problems associated. But first, we want to talk a little bit about the history of cats because there's a lot of things that I certainly didn't know. Uh, so the cat or Felis catus is the domestic species of small carnivorous mammal and it's the only domesticated species in the family Felidae and it's often referred to as the domestic cat to distinguish it from its wild members of the same family. And you know as you can imagine, people call them house cats or farm cats. And then, as I mentioned at the beginning, there's the feral cat. The latter ranges freely and seems to avoid human contact. Now, domestic cats are valued by humans, as I mentioned at the beginning. And they're certainly great for companionship. And, of course, you know how good they are at hunting mice. Uh, so it ends up being roughly 60 cat breeds that are recognized by various cat registries. So maybe this has got you thinking, where did cats originate from? So have any takes on that? Do you know where they originate from? Um, maybe Egypt? Yeah, well, that's a good guess. Um, certainly one take on that for sure. Um, and I'll get into that in just a minute. As it turns out, the coexistence of cats and humans is really evident in the fossil record from early human settlements. And although these have been assumed to be wild cats, the development of true domestication or taming of cats was previously thought to have occurred in Egypt, like you said. And that's around 3,600 years ago. Um, you know, there's definitely signs of Egyptians being buried with their cats, such things as cat burial grounds in Egypt. Uh, but also, it turns out that in the Middle East, uh, around the region of the Fertile Crescent, it seems to be uh, even earlier records. Ends up being like a few thousand years before the Egyptian records that uh, people in Cyprus were actually buried with cats as well. So, uh, pretty interesting history of where cats originated from, and definitely it was quite a while ago. So now the domestic cat's the most prevalent pet um, in the United States. There's said to be between 148 and 188 million cats in the U.S. alone. And because these cats are domesticated, they have no native range. So they're actually considered non-native invasive feral species when they're allowed outdoors. So I guess that brings us into talking a little bit about some of the impacts that these feral cats can have. Cats are highly instinctive, skilled predators, um, especially when they're outside. And there's actually a study that was published in 2013 that estimates that domestic cats kill between 1.3 to 4 billion birds and 6.3 to 22.3 billion mammals in the U.S. every year. Wait, say that again? How many birds? 
between 1.3 and 4 billion. A year? A year. Wow. That is crazy. I guess I never heard that number before. Yeah. And up to 22.3 billion mammals. Yeah. They are, you know, they're one of those top predators or carnivores. Um, So it makes sense, but that's a pretty crazy number. Yeah. Those numbers actually make them the largest human influence source of mortality for birds and mammals in the country. And globally, this is even worse, domestic cats have caused the extinction of several mammals and reptiles and at least 33 species of birds. And these large colonies of feral cats can also impact the available prey base for many native predators. So animals like the gray fox or red-tailed hawk have less to eat now because the cats are eating all of the rodents and mammals. Wow. So kind of a cascade effect, I guess. These feral cats also pose a health risk to humans. And again, you know, we're not saying like your domestic house cat poses a health risk. I mean, they have vaccinations and go to the vet regularly and everything. But these feral cats, um, they're actually the number one carrier of rabies among domestic animals. Cats are also the only definite host for the parasite Toxoplasma gondii, which causes toxoplasmosis. And three out of four cats will host the parasite at some point during their lifetime. So when they have this parasite, they excrete millions of eggs throughout the environment. And then when humans come into contact with these eggs, it can cause um, some pretty serious health problems. Yeah, it's not good. So now that we know a little bit about feral cats, I guess maybe let's talk about what to do with them if you have them in your neighborhood. Yeah, uh, you know, there's definitely some programs out there to take care of feral cats. Um, The first one you could probably guess is uh, neutering programs that are available. And certainly many experts agree that that's one of the best ways to handle feral cats. So they call it trap neuter return or TNR. And this is geared towards reducing the number of unwanted cats by catching them and then neutering them or spaying them. And those programs are actually endorsed by the ASPCA, or the Humane Societies. Uh, And right here in Montrose, there's actually a program called Kindred Spirits Feral Cat Program. So if you're right in Montrose, be sure to look for that one. There's a lot of pop-up ones around the area. Um, Just go on your favorite search engine and type in Feral Cat Rescue or Feral Cat Program and then your town and I'm pretty sure you'll come up with one. There's a lot of people involved with these programs. Yep, if you're in Wyoming County, there's also Meshoppin' Cat Rescue as well. So some other ones that are perhaps available, maybe not so recommended. Um, You can talk about relocation of feral cats. It's not widely successful and ends up really, if you take a cat out of its place, another one ends up filling it. just because of the resources available. So that's not recommended. Um, And probably the third thing is, uh, and it goes without saying, is you you should spay and neuter your own cats. I mean, if you're opening up the door and letting your cat out, um, which they don't recommend as well, but if you're ending up doing that, you know, make sure you spay and neuter your own cats. Um, Keep your cats indoors if all possible. Um, you know, for safety reasons, for the environment, um, and so they don't get lost and end up starting their own feral colony. It's also important to not feed these outdoor cats. So I know, you know, you see them, you think they're hungry, but 
providing food for outdoor cats doesn't stop their natural hunting behavior, and it also just attracts more cats and leads to a larger feral cat colony, and it just makes the problem worse. Just to put it all perspective, if you let a cat outdoors and it's not spayed or neutered, uh, in particular, a single female cat and their kittens can produce 420,000 more cats in seven years. So that's just a massive amount of little kittens. I know they're cute, but they can do a lot of damage um, if they end up being feral. So, uh, you know, we're trying not to make this all controversial, but we just wanted to bring it to the forefront and talk about it a bit, discuss it, and the options out there for feral cats. All right, I guess we have a couple of events that we'd like to mention today. So the first event is this Saturday, September 4th at 10 a.m. at Salt Springs State Park, and it is archery for beginners. And this will be the last of a series of archery events that they've had since May. So if you're looking to get out and learn how to shoot a bow, this is your last chance at Salt Springs for the year. The program fee is $5 per person and $15 per family. All right, the second event we'd like to mention is actually NAPA Rail Trails. And they have right now going on the DNH Virtual Challenge. Uh, it actually started yesterday, Wednesday, September 1st, 2021. You definitely still get in on the action because it goes from uh, Wednesday, September 1st, all the way to Thursday, September 30th. They have the ability for you to register for a 40-mile bike race, a 20-mile bike race, a 10-mile kids bike race. There's walking challenges. The cost of each of these challenges is $25. And by you participating, it helps to fund the maintenance and further improvements on the DNA Trail Trail. Uh, don't forget, you'll even get a free t-shirt and be entered in a raffle. So the best way to do it is go to their website and register there. Well, I guess that does it for today's show. If you have questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbard saying, enjoy the outdoors.